Welcome back, Panther fam. I'm David Brown here with Ryan Graham. Hey, y'all. State of Atlanta. Welcome back, dude. Hey, man. How's it going? It goes. It goes well. It goes very well. So we have not a lot to talk about this night, tonight, and Tim's this not night. with us. Yep. Tim's not with us, which, you know, he kind of holds the whole thing together. So this should be <laughs> over and done either really quickly or drawn out and horrible over the course yeah, of the whole evening. We should be really used to this by now, though. <laughs> yeah, Tim actually has a life. This is what it's like to not have kids. Actually have a life. <laughs> be able yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And have vacations, traverse the world. You know, I could traverse the world, too, but I'd have to pay for two other, two other little small people to go with me all the time. Yeah, yeah. And it's not cheaper. No, it's not at all. Like you don't get like half off, <laughs> or yeah, whatever. So, uh, yeah, did you have a good weekend? Good week. Yeah, um, I don't know what I did though. I think I didn't do anything. <clears throat> that sounds like the best kind of weekend. I took down half of my fence over the weekend and tried to put it back up, and now I am covered in poison ivy. And another Ugh. buddy of mine had to go to the ER for like I don't know a brown recluse bite or something. So. Um, yeah, my backyard is fun. Who wants to come over and work in the yard with me? Not I. Um, <laughs> would, were you allergic when you were a kid? Were you, have you always been allergic to poison ivy? I had like one outbreak when I was. I was not an outdoorsy kid, so oh. you wouldn't find me like in the woods or anything. Like I, I was the bike riding, play in the yard kind of kid, but not hike through the woods, touch green things. Oh, I'm like a run barefoot through the woods in shorts. Like I would grab that stuff and just like rub it on my arms and like laugh because nothing would happen well you are very so you're volunteering to come over and help me work in the yard then because you're not going to well, get any of this stuff i want so i i want to have like a controlled experiment because i've heard people get become allergic to it when they get older and so i want to like rub a little on my skin and just see it's not, it's not fun it's not fun i, know, I just uh, want one patch you know? Well, the funny thing is I've been working in my yard quite a bit over the, the leading up to this summer right now, and I've known about this stuff in my backyard, and I've been very, very cautious of it the entire time, and I've told uh, my wife over and over again, this was the week. It happened this week. I know I touched it. I know I'm going to have it all over me. It's going to be horrible. Never has it happened. I mean, it's happened in the past. Like, this year has never happened. And like I said, I had some buddies over helping me with the thing, and they're, like, all being super cautious about everything i'm like nope i got rid of it it's all good we're fine i didn't see any of it the entire time and now my arms are just oozing out gross uh bodily fluid stuff so awesome yeah yeah there goes that, that's my arrogance that's what i get so but uh on to a little georgia state stuff not a lot to talk about you know unfortunately we we're gonna talk about how awesome the baseball team was is but uh they ended up losing the entire getting swept by Texas state over the weekend, therefore dropping down to the seventh seed in the SBC tournament, uh, having to play a single elimination game against Monroe today. And I actually watched it. I had on ESPN plus while I was working today and it looks good. Bottom of the fourth, we're up three, zero top of the fifth. We're tied three, three. Uh, and then uh, I think it was, uh, top of the fifth. Sorry. Sorry, we get, we, I think we got two more runs in the sixth inning, I believe it was. So we're up 5-3, and then it just fell apart, and we lost 8-3 to three or whatever it was. No, 8-5. to five. It just, uh, just wasn't meant to be. This team's been so inconsistent, it seems like, where they, they win these big games, and they go on streaks, and then they go on these crazy losing streaks, you know? Well, we had a slow start. I, I, I think off the, off the bat, we were a little slow to start, and then just went on this hot streak. We... 
we ended the season five and 11. And that's just not how you want to be at the end of the season is losing more than twice as many games as you've won. But that means that we started the season 25, 16. So we were, we were doing a lot better. It just, the wheels completely fell off as we had to play some of the better competition in the conference, I guess, or I don't, I don't, or teams figured us out or something. Uh, but yeah, it was a rough one to watch. And, and baseball is one of the roughest games to watch when you're losing because it is that slower pace type game and anything can change in a matter of minutes, but it often doesn't. And it's, yeah. you, you spend the entire time just feeling horrible, <laughs> which is what well, I was like. That, I was that three, today. three momentum shift, it like hardly ever is overcome. Right. I mean, and that, we were that's... playing, we were playing a team that uh, the last team to get into the, um, into the tournament they were uh, the 10 seed we're the seven seed they're the 10 seed in monroe we beaten them i think two to one in the regular season they only won like nine conference games the entire season we won i think 15 uh so this was this was an on paper we should win and <sighs> that's I yeah. mean, so there's a reason baseball isn't single elimination typically right yes yeah yeah we've talked you and i've talked about this quite a bit is yeah. baseball is not meant to be a single elimination a single game elimination type thing there should have been a series and who knows what would have happened then yeah but you know the the overwhelming kind of uh take on this looking at social media and those on the um kind of more closer to the programs than we are was it's still a positive season for us and i was like I, I i know it felt good earlier on but how positive was it i went back and looked at the past few years yeah, this was a positive season. We've not been a good baseball team. Uh, normally, uh, having a winning percentage in the 300s um, outside of the 2020 year, which I don't count that because it was a we only played 16 games. Uh, so we finished the season at uh, 526. We won 30 games, 30 out of 57. Uh, yeah, I think this is a sign of things pointing in the right direction. Yeah, uh, Dahl seems to know what he's doing out there, and hopefully. Uh, we're going to be back in action next year. We've got some tough competition coming in with the new programs. They are at least Southern Miss is a really good baseball program. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. And I hopefully I would like to see us just, you know, baseball to be, be picked up as a, a more fan supported program yeah. or a sport in the, in the, with Georgia State, specifically, just got to build getting, one. Just got to build build a stadium right here. I, I firmly feel like if we build that Hank Arian, Hank Arian, Hank Arian, that's not right at all. No. Uh, Hank, <laughs> Frank, Frank Aaron. My God, <laughs> let, me, let me have some more vodka real quick. Uh, uh, it, it, I think what you're trying to say is, if they build it, we will come. Yes, indeed. I think I think you'll get a lot of support, especially you probably get a lot of. Uh, uh, people from just running the community because baseball is that kind of fun. Just, Oh, what's going on today? Oh, there's a baseball game going on. Let me go hang out, not watch yeah. the game, but like just hang out for a little bit. I don't bit even know nice if there's sidewalks park. that like go to Panthersville. Oh, well that they do. They're underwater. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Like I just don't even that, that it's like such a weird, like mixed residential area over there. And you know, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't even know if people know things are going on over there. Oh, there's no way. It's so tucked away. I mean, I guess you do yeah. go by uh, some residential areas, but I would have to imagine we feel like more like a nuisance to them there. But, you know, once Probably. we do, once we not do much move out, yeah, not much of one. Once we do move out, I have no idea what you do with that area because most of it is built on floodplains. It's not like you can build a lot of stuff there. Yeah, I don't know. Sell it. <clears throat> Whoever buys it and like, all right, cool. Put your house on stilts. <laughs> Fine. You can play, you can play soccer here sometimes. All you gotta do is buy extra insurance. That's all. It's expensive. 
Yeah. They they it's added subsidized a, though. My my old house had a uh, after I bought it. No, no one told me this, but they went through and rezoned my my lot and like this back back corner oh, behind yeah. some trees that was not usable space to begin with was zoned as um as floodplain. And it made it harder for me to sell the house when I did because you're like, look, look, guys, you can have this. I'll just give up that sliver. <laughs> exactly. And it it's would, fine. My, my house wasn't in danger. It, it would that that spot would have had to have flooded by over 10 to 12 feet to get water to my house. So it's, <laughs> it's not like, like, yes, that land will be underwater at some point. It will never affect the house. But yeah. Anyhow. Um. So back to baseball, though, was this coach's first year or second year? I feel like it was the second year, right? This is his third year, isn't it? Oh didn't boy! He co- didn't he coach? Didn't he start out on, during the pandemic year when we only got the, the right. sixteen games? It might be right. Yeah, and he was a, he was a good hire though. He, he had done well somewhere important. Yeah, I think he I started remember. the program, the baseball program at Gwinnett Tech or another yeah. uh, smaller program here in the state, having had coached here under uh, Coach Frady in the past. I could be making all this stuff up, but it sounds good. No, it sounds right. <clears throat> Let's go with it. Let's go yeah, again. no, and if we're if we're on an upward trajectory, then uh, I'll take it all day. Absolutely, yeah. And if we can I mean, all get seasons, this every season, and if we can get this Hank Aaron Stadium built down in Summerhill, I think that will help the program out and uh, finally be able to you know create an atmosphere into a baseball game because there's some of these teams that we play against and these teams that are coming in actually have a lot of fans that come out to their base. They sell they sell baseball season tickets. Ours is free. Show up, you go to the game. Uh, they actually... I mean, baseball is usually something that's in the black for um, programs where that's like a athletic winner. You it's know, a, it's a revenue sport for many schools. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. But we should probably move on now that you got Hank Aaron right, uh, so you don't before screw I, that up before I mess it up again. So <laughs> there was a uh, uh, college football news has been putting out like their little previews of all the different uh, uh, school pro- football programs coming out. This uh, well, yeah, that. And they started with the Sunbelt schools last week. And so I was kind of anxious to find out what was said about Georgia State. So I was actually looking forward to this and it came out today. And I don't want to say when I originally wrote down some notes about it was I've never been so disappointed in something and then in anything that I have like an actual Georgia State football season, having high expectations of something. And then it just it doesn't pan out. But this was not that bad, but it was a really poorly written article. Somebody I think it was John in our uh, Save Atlanta group chat a Patreon group chat made a comment that it was written by an AI. And I think that, uh, yeah, a crappy I don't think AI. An AI would have made some of these mistakes. <laughs> yeah. AIs tend to not spell players' names incorrectly. That's right. Uh, and there, there was bad, like, um, spacing after commas and stuff. Like, I think it's just a not edited piece. Yeah. And, uh, referencing us being FCS multiple times. We turned, Mul- oh yeah. When, uh, Cause we went full FCS in 2013. What? Yes. And this is the best team we've had since going FCS. I'm like, well, cool. yes, this FCS. is the best team. This would this would be the best team we've had since we went FCS. But uh, last year's team was the best team we've had since going FCS. And the team before that was the best team we had before going FCS. So the dude, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, Pete FIUTAC. I don't know. Uh, sounds like a bot to me. Sounds like a bot, right? It was pretty bad. They misspelled Sam Pickney's name. They they harped on uh like the key transfer, which which with quarterback Stephen Krajewski from UConn, we talked about last week. They talked to him multiple times, a, a factor that he could play in the game in the team, completely ignoring the fact that Michele Calasardo has been on the team for you know two years now and would obviously be the number two guy 
I don't think that's point. obvious. Um, the fact that that he got skipped over after the beginning of of last season um, says a lot to me about where the coaches think that he is as far as playtime because he didn't get any. Well, he had he had his uh he had his touchdown in the in the um, bowl game like one pass for a touchdown in the bowl game in uh, twenty twenty. Oh, you mean that game when uh, Darren Granger played like lights out just was like a hundred percent and no no I, I i meant the game before when we had the season before we had quad in there uh, oh right right yeah <laughs> no it was just it was kind of a garbage there was actually some good stuff in there i mean i, I and my good stuff i mean it, it's the things you read in the off season that makes you want to feel good about your team going into the in, into the season uh talking about all the positives and everything but uh they're still predicting a six and a half win total which Honestly, it's probably a reasonable a reasonable expectation going into the season. Sure, but coming off of an eight win season, I want them to say we're winning. We're winning thirteen games or fifteen. Yeah, fourteen. I am. Um, I you, you know I was going through it um, like while you were loading this uh, podcast because that's how much I prepped for for this. But um, I, I was actually like pretty struck uh, struck by how good they think our offense is going to be. It seems like offensive line is good. Running backs are good. Darren Granger's good. And the wide receivers are good. Did I, I, I think I got everybody tight ends. Tight ends are, yep. are, are good too. It seems like everybody's in good shape and they were basically like Granger just has to be more accurate. And I'm right. I'm on board with that. You know, I mean, that, that's, that, that's where I am too. That and the defense has got to uh, hold tight on third downs more often. I think that was mentioned like three times in the article that the, Defense has to get stops on third down. Well, and defense defense uh, was had a lot more questions. It felt like as as you're reading it, you know, it's like start reading between the lines on some of this stuff. It seems like the offense is going to be pretty solid, and the defense has just a ton of question marks uh, and is not nearly as uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, our our defense has been just like not just a question mark, but like a, a weird, like confused, like the little birds spinning around your head type thing in cartoons. Like what's going on? I I'm clueless because we talk about our defense being bad, but then we do stop the teams from scoring. We just give up a lot of yards, but keep them from scoring. And then our defense actually looks good by the numbers. You're like, but it seems like we're getting blown out. And then, yeah, it's, it's weird. I guess it's like, what is it? The soft zone or whatever that Fuquay likes to run. Ben, don't Makes, break. Yeah, I don't ben, know. I'm I'm okay with a, a shit ton of yards as long as they don't score. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'll and, take uh, it. Of course, of course. Uh, one more thing was uh, I commented on Panther talk about this, talking about how bad it, it sounded. It was written, and Ben Moore's comment was, "It's um, one of those issues of this guy knows more about college football than we do, but we know more about Georgia State than he does." And I'm like, "Yeah, but you know." Spell names right. Does he know the difference between FBS and FCS? No, he needs an editor. <laughs> he this didn't go through two people. That's all. He didn't submit it to an editor. He just submitted. He just hit publish. Yeah, it's college football news. I mean, I yeah. guess they're a legit site. That's all. Whatever. They just don't have an editor that all this is getting filtered through. Yeah. Anyhow, it was good to read something about it. It was fun. Um, I just, I was, I had, I had expectations for a good fun read, and I spent more time critiquing it than I did enjoying it. So. Thanks, Pete. F I U T A C, whatever your name is. Feud, 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 feud. Hold on. Futac. Futac. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, the first line came out for the South Carolina game. We opened up as a 11 point dog in the game. Hey, I, I sent I, that news. 
Yeah, which well, I'd already seen it, but yes, you did post oh. it. <laughs> but I was kind of impressed by I, I, this. Has got to be the first time we've not been a three or four touchdown dog in a game against a P five opponent opening up. That's right. right? Yeah, and and then the article gave us a ton of respect. It was talking about how we um how you know we beat Tennessee and we put the it said we had Auburn on the ropes, you know, and they were talking about how we've kind of come out the gate now as a uh, somebody who who scares the hell out of SEC teams, which is cool. <laughs> Vanderbilt, you're on deck. You're in the hole. You know this is your next and next up to bat. Or uh, AC, ACC this year with uh with North Carolina. That North Carolina game, it just everybody has all these these aspirations that we could beat them this year. And I'm like, did you watch last year's game? I, <laughs> I, I, I want to think that we can beat them. We can, we have them right where we want them. But you know, after last year, we thought we had a shot with them last year, and they just beat the absolute snot out of us. That being said, we had no offense. We were still playing quad at this point because that was um, week two game, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. After after getting blown out by Army at home. Uh, yeah. So the South Carolina game, it's looking like it's going to be a night game. Uh, everything I'm reading, people I'm talking to that are kind of closer to the programs and everything, South Carolina always opens up at night, uh, and which is fine. That, that could be a fun trip up there. But my question is, this is the game I wanted to take the bus to. I just don't know if I'm going to get people to ride the bus if it's going to be getting back at like, two in the morning in Atlanta. And then also I only get the driver 15 hours. So I can't, uh, we can't get up there early and tailgate all day. I only have the driver for so many hours. Yeah, no, but we'll, we'll do that. And then we'll just pass out on the, on the bus ride home. It's no big deal. Wake up and party at your house. Late. Uh, night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Excellent. We'll let everybody park right on, on your street there and we'll be good to go. All right. I don't think your street's long enough to actually hold the number of cars of people that were even on the bus last year, let alone a packed bus. It's public parking, man. You can park wherever you want. So, so right now you're you are team. Let's do a bus to South Carolina. That's where you. Yeah, yeah. I got. I'll buy. I'll buy tickets to that. All right. Cool. That's. We'll see what happens. We get regular price tickets that everybody else has to pay for as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I don't want any of this increased price. Uh. You get to do that. Yeah, I get, I get, yeah, I get to do that. Yeah, I paid a lot more than everybody else did last year. Find a sponsor. Uh, how uh, how much do you? What kind of stock do you take in looking at things like returning production? Like how much of an offense or a defense is returning from one year to the next? Does that mean a lot to you, or does it not mean a lot to you? Um, I think that you can make some um, some you know guesstimates about. <clears throat> like how somebody performed and how they will continue to por- perform in the future. And even that is, is sort of um, frustrating, but, or is sort of not easy to figure out, but I think team cohesion is a thing, you know, like whether the team is, is gelling or not. Um, <laughs> it is actually an important factor, you know, I mean, I think that matters. And so every single year, our team is on average a quarter different, you know, 25% different on average. And right. uh, I think that's, that's pretty big, you know? And so I think every team just needs to be judged on its own. Well, I asked the question because they, uh, there was a uh, release of like the returning production across all teams in FBS, FBS, Peter few tech FBS, not FCS. And so they looked at looking at the Sunbelt teams, Georgia state comes in as uh, the third most returning of a a production from last year. Weren't we really high in that last year too? Yeah. Well, I think that was the weird thing about last year. Like everyone was high because everyone's coming off of the the pandemic 
the yeah, extra but I, I years. feel like we were top 10 or top 15 or something. Yeah, that's that's because none of our players were going into the draft. All the other teams were losing <laughs> players to the draft. And ours was like, nope, I, I'm going to be selling insurance after this season if I don't uh, stay in school another year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. But I mean, but it, I mean, the fact still remains we had more returning players. And, uh, you know, we had we ended up with a pretty good, pretty good season, but it wasn't like. Yeah, but the two, the two players that we talked about the most in the offseason, uh, Quad Brown and Destin Coates, ended up being absolute busts last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. So we thought, uh, anyhow, we Quad was going to really just bring it, bring it into it for oh, us. Yeah, you know? I, I was, I was saying Dan Ellington 2.0 on Quad. That's what I thought. I should have, I should have said Dan Ellington 4.0 because he's Quad. I don't know that many oh, upgrades. Boy. But well, uh, no. that, I mean, hindsight, you shouldn't have said it at all. So no, he he was more like uh, uh, Dan Ellington Windows 10. That's what it was like. Wow, wasn't that, wasn't that the bad one? Windows 10, the one everyone know. hated. X, not XP. There was there was one Windows version everybody hated nerd jokes anyhow georgia state comes in 15th overall in the nation for returning production only behind southern miss and troy so all right wait seriously it's like wait th- southern miss is sunbelt right now right is that now yes yeah, they are now awesome. this is that look like well so, so sunbelt is fourth overall troy's 11th overall we're 15th overall oh uh, okay i thought you said we were third overall third in the sunbelt uh, overall in the Sun Belt, third overall. I thought you meant Belt. overall, like in FBS, we were third overall. Fifteenth, we're fifteenth overall, and so, but okay. even though the number, the numbers aren't that big, so we're fifteenth and Troy's eleventh, and the difference is eighty percent to seventy-eight percent. So it's still like, you know, small numbers. Um, oddly enough, Coastal is last place in the Sun Belt and nearly last place in uh, all of uh, FBS football at one twenty-five, with only forty-five percent of their production returning from last year. Yeah, but see, on a, a team like them, like that could be good, right? They want to see turnover because that team sucked. Coastal? Uh, well, Coastal last year did suck. Remember, they only beat like one team that had a winning record. <laughs> yes, but we had, they lost to us, which is actually a sign of how, truly how bad they sucked was they lost to Georgia State. I, they they I mean, won that, a bunch of games to a bunch of people who had losing records, and then they lost every other game to anyone who had true, a winning record. True. Yeah, they sucked. Yeah, they sucked exactly. Last year. It, yeah, I'm I'm falling into the same thing that I hate that people do is uh, crowning Coastal as being like this legit elite program when they literally had a rival so badly. I really don't want them to be a rival. I, I just want that. them to change the color of their damn field. It's so I ugly. <laughs> I just feel it. I feel it from your heart that you really no, want them to be a rival. My thing is is less with teams. It's more about fan bases, and that just fan base is sunk down to the trash down south levels immediately after they won a couple of games. It's when they then... shit in my fucking my bathroom. <laughs> All right, that, sorry yes, about that. that. Yes, yes, that's why you have your problems with them. But even then, it was. Um, then the media and media and the, the social media started crowning him as like this legit program. Like, you know, this is a, an elite G five program. Like they're the next Boise state or something. And I'm like, they had a good year during a pandemic and then played, like you said, a bunch of crappy teams the following year, beating no teams with a winning record or barely any teams with a winning I think record. They beat one team in the end, like in the bowl game or something, they beat it. They, they won against somebody with a winning record but everything else was was uh was a loss so so well then uh, then i'll take it up at a level and say uh, second to last in the sun belt was lafayette uh, at 123 with only 46 percent of their team returning hmm. and I, I wonder if they're counting their head coach in there i'm not sure if that's um <laughs> part of maybe it. they should count him a little higher i don't know i don't know 
anyhow, I just thought it was interesting. It's not there, like you said, you know, there's not a lot you could read out of it, but it is something interesting to kind of think about what it looks like for your program. And uh, it's nice to see that we have production coming back, not just bodies, but production coming back. I think talking and, heads um, take a lot of like give that a lot of credit, but I, I've not actually like looked to see what it actually means. Like, like go and double check like everyone who's like a top 10 and percentage of, of returning production and like what are they able to do the following year I, you know i don't know what that looks like yeah and then also your team changes or sorry the, your schedule changes a lot in the following year you've got you know your out of conference changes sure. sometimes dramatically your out of conference changes like uh going from you know where we had in the past uh playing fcs team every year and not playing one last year not playing one this year then back to playing them next year you've got those uh, G5 and even the P5 opponents can change dramatically from one year to the next. Like we're not, that's what I was about to say. We're not playing an Auburn this year, but hell, after last year, I wish we were playing an Auburn right now. <laughs> we may know how to finish the game out. But, I mean, hopefully our coach wants to beat South Carolina. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Do you get hired if you beat them? Is that how that works? You mean like if we beat South Carolina, you think they'll, they'll recruit him? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm saying like, you know, if when it comes down to their next uh, coaching hire, do you think that a guy that's beat you comes into consideration because oh, yeah. he lives in Columbia? You know, obviously that's, that's where you, that's where you'd want to you you want to work where you live. That's what most of us do, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, you know, like, he, sorry, man. Yeah, uh, sorry. He had, you know, he was coach when South Carolina lost a lot of games. So this could be another loss for South Carolina responsible for Coach Elliott. I guess. <laughs> Does that go in his win or loss column? No. Uh, so, well, for his own personal win or loss column, that's a question. But for us, big win. So it is interesting going this season. He's thirty and thirty as a coach right now. So this this season, winner. Uh, if we have a winning season or a losing season, this this de- uh, determines uh, whether Coach uh, Elliott is a winner or a loser as a head coach. Is that including his interim head coach at South Carolina? I knew you were going to ask that question and I did not look up the answer. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it does include it because 30 games of uh, this are 60 games over the past, what five years here. I don't know. Maybe that math doesn't work out. Well, it'd be 12 regular season games and oh, 30, 30 game. 60 games, 60 games. He would have coached because he's 30 he only coached 30. like four, four or five uh, South Carolina games. Yeah, that was kind of a funny situation. Like Coach Spurrier just like bolts. He's like, uh, I don't, I don't think Coach Spurrier ever had a losing season under his tenure, or if he Probably did, it not. was like it was like way like in the Duke years or something like that. And uh, it was like, uh, I don't want to have a lose. I don't lose in in my career with a losing record. So, Coach, excuse me, Coach Elliott, you're in. <laughs> have fun. Lose to Citadel next week. Congratulations, mission accomplished. Uh, let's see. Uh. I had one more thing or kind of two more things. Oh, so this is something that's not really been discussed about for Sunbelt, but I thought, I thought it was kind of an interesting thought experiment was, uh, I guess the NCAA is like loosening up on their division requirements for teams over 10, 12 teams or whatever it is, uh, not requiring divisions and changing scheduling up. And I know that part of what we did or what we, the Sunbelt did with adding the the four new schools was trying to uh, create those, those uh, close rivalries or those those close divisions of games but if we were to abandon divisions and do something like um where you play you like three protected games you have three teams you play every year so obviously for us that'd be like the trash down south and troy or or somebody and then you have 
then the other five uh, conference games would alternate. It'd be five teams from the rest of the conference. You'd play them one year, and the other five teams, you'd play them the next year or, or two years, however you so want to. It doesn't take eight years to play yeah. you know, somebody on, in the West. Yeah, so I was just kind of curious. What do you think? Do you like the idea of us maintaining divisions, especially right now where it looks like the East is very, very heavily loaded and the West is very, very mm-hmm. weak? And having this championship game, you know, that will likely be played in the Western Division teams' home, uh, because the East teams beat up on each other the entire time, versus getting the number one and number two team across everybody, and you have a little bit more variety in your scheduling year in year out in the conference. Which do you like better? Uh, I think you only gave me one choice still. Uh, <laughs> As you, is, you talked you talked it up quite a bit, but I think you made some really good points, and I think I agree with you about um, just picking like you know I don't think there's any like really hot rivalry. There's not a ton of hot rivalries in the Sun Belt, right? I mean, you, you have like Trash Town South and us, Trash Town South and App State, App right. State and like what Coastal probably feels right. Uh, Marshall, Mar- I think Marshall they, they, I think I think they'd probably say Marshall would be their their number two. I think they I think everybody at Appy State would say trash on South is their number one. I think Marshall would be their number two. When I was kind of going through this and thinking about it, I had a hard time thinking about a third team for most of the schools, nearly all the schools. Cause I, well, I don't care about most of them, but like, you know, uh, would Troy, we be? we'd be trash down South and I say Troy only because Lafayette. of proximity. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they would want us on their rotate or be their, uh, protected game, but yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, you would take your, you would assume like the in-state rival would be always. So Lafayette would always have Monroe, sure. USA and Troy would always be uh, on there. But it was getting that to that third game where I was trying to figure out which schools they'd want. But you know, the 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 Marshall, the ODU, the JMU that kind of came in wanting this East Coast division. I'm not sure they would get on board for this, but I do like it as an idea. If we're going to be playing a 14 team conference. This would be a way, a 3-5 scheduling would be a way to see these teams more often. You would see potentially every single school in the conference twice within your four years of going to school. Yeah. No, I think that is uh, that is something to be considered because um, it, it is a little ridiculous that there are teams that take so long to get back to. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I really want to go see us play at Southern Miss only because, you know, there, there's no real reason other than, you know, Brett Favre. And, you know, it's a, a program that I remember hearing about forever and everything. Yeah, but it, so it, playing, that's a solid program. So we're playing at Southern Miss this year in the opening uh, of them coming here. And I can't make it. I've got um, a wedding or something dumb that I, I, I shouldn't say something dumb, but something that, well, something that's dumber than going to a football game I've got to go to. Are they? And, they're playing here? No, we're playing at Southern Miss this year. Oh. So as far as, you know, so we'll get them back in four or five years. But as far as when we play back in, was it Hattiesburg again? It'll be seven or eight years before that happens. I'll be in my fifties before we yeah. go out there again. And I'm not sure if uh, I'll be able to leave the state by then because that's pretty old, right? When you're in your fifties, that's like ancient decrepit. Also, that's a long time. You might be under house arrest. Like anything could happen. Exactly. Who knows? Maybe I'll be dead. Could be dead. There you go. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> From you, not me. I just agree. <laughs> yeah, you're probably dead. It's it's, it's a good safe bet. Yeah, it, I mean, it seems like a distinct possibility. You know, you live a rough life. <laughs> as I, as I, I finish, you this have a lot month. of fun. 
<laughs> well, that and, and then with the, the kids, are, I feel like they are actively trying. If the kids are not trying to kill themselves, they're trying to kill their parents. That's kind of, but, but it's more of a slow, slow, deadly thing. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm going to wear you down. I'm going to give you enough heart attacks, many heart attacks. My, my, uh, my three and a half year old, where I'm letting her uh, walk to school with me now instead of doing a stroller or driving her. And it's a big sidewalk. It's got like six foot, seven foot wide sidewalk. And we're walking and she decides to run as close to the curb as possible while a car was coming by. I look at the guy in the truck and he just is like freaking out that this kid is running in front of him. And uh, yeah, she was fine. She was multiple feet away from ever getting to the curb. But uh, yeah, kids try to kill themselves and they try to kill you slowly with many heart attacks. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, the only other thing I had to talk about, which is not that big of a deal, so we're 32 minutes in, was uh, I guess it got announced today that Charlotte, who you know we're playing uh, here again this year, they have like some $101 million athletics master plan vision, which you know I'd love to have a master plan vision as well. We've had master plans. Yeah, they were not that great. Like, and know, they don't go anywhere. I mean, like, it's cool. It's a, it's a way to raise some money right now, and then it, well, this they adjust good, it. Like, they this one's actually pretty good. They they give a time frame and they have some renderings of what it's going to look like. But in, when I first saw it, I was kind of like, you know, crap, another school. You know, this is them getting into the AAC. This is them having a plan for what they is for their future. But I look at it, and it really kind of brings them up to where we are. The one difference, there's one difference, there's one significant, big, huge difference. But like, so one of the one of the part of their plan adds nearly ten thousand seats to their existing state football stadium to which take was, it to thirty, which was built. Um, with that in mind, they right. they they always had like a, a um, like a modular plan for that to yeah it was yeah it was one of those Costco of it. it was one of those Costco stadiums you go there and you know you buy it from Costco and you somebody comes out and assembles it and you can always have like you know the upgrade plan for later on you buy the extended warranty in case the seat falls out or whatever I thought they were pretty smart with it uh, I, I I remember when they unveiled the 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 stadium plans they were like here's phase one here's phase two here's phase three it can grow up to be you know, something that a P5 right. might be fine with. So this this will take it uh, up 10,000 to uh, just over 30,000 seats. Okay, so that's... Oh. All right, cool. So you're, you're, you are where we are now. Are they we're selling 10,000 seats? No, we're, we're at 28,000 before we open up the extra, the, the third level to our yeah. fourth level, whatever it is to our stadium. Uh, they is updated uh, locker rooms for both football and basketball. I'm like, all right, I, the, the one little picture I saw in the tweet, their locker room is no better than what we already have at Center Park yeah. Stadium. Yeah, and of no course, one can touch our locker room. Our locker room is bomb. I mean, it's crazy it, awesome. It, it's, yeah, and it doesn't have teal in it, which is even better. Well, also, and it, was then, the, it was the Braves locker room. I mean, it's awesome. Actually, actually, it was visitors' locker room. Really? Yeah, that's that's the line of the the bullpen was up. Uh, is a uh, visitors. It's really room. nice. I remember it's, we oh, did they, the we did the coaches show that. thing there. They put a lot of money into it. They put a lot of money into it, and then uh, like, and then like basketball. Well, obviously, we're getting brand new locker rooms in the Convocation Center. So, yeah, you're you're right there with the only thing they're really getting that is is super huge out of this hundred one million dollars. And why do you say a hundred one million dollars? Like hundred million dollars. Yeah, I, I get it, like you know, just so you can say over a hundred million, like hundred one, just hundred. And people, I don't know. You have a why, lot of hate in your heart, David. I really do. I hate Charlotte. I don't. I don't really hate Charlotte. Uh, but no, they're, they're getting an indoor practice facility, a ninety-seven thousand square feet, a full full football field, indoor practice facility, which does seem like that has become the thing that 
that, that that little I don't know cherry or whatever that they hang over recruits now. Like, look what we have when it bad weather outside. Well, wait, are we talking land. about like a like a, a you know one of those aluminum? Um, <laughs> this one this one does look like a legit indoor practice facility versus what the trash down south has like their uh their mobile mobile home trailer uh tent they can put it's, their aluminum it's one of those like aluminum corrugated siding. aluminum sheds is what it is. it's a carport you know i mean <laughs> yeah ex- exactly yeah it's a carport uh not no charlotte actually looks like they're getting a legit building from the the pictures i saw but you no know, so i got my point was i got a little bummed out when i saw it originally uh that they were doing it but then Again, it brings Charlotte up to where we currently already are. Yeah. And, I, you know, I don't know. I, I've not seen any any recruits, and I don't follow recruits very much anymore, but I, I've not seen any interviews or anything like that where people talk about the indoor uh, practice facility of anybody. I don't necessarily think that's a big deal. I remember when UGA didn't have one, and everyone, like the media, talked about it a lot, but I don't think any players ever talked about it. And finally, they were like, fine we'll do it you know i mean but they had money for it the whole time but didn't they didn't they win a national championship after getting their indoor practice facility they won one before too (laughs) well yeah well like before all these players before these coaches were born (laughs) (laughs) they won one (laughs) in 80 was that was that 85 80 80, i believe 80 80 80 Herschel Walker, who's uh, winning right now, I think he won. Yeah, well, they they've called it. They've called Herschel Walker. Yeah, as the, they called uh, a lot of these really early. Yeah, I think a lot of them were kind of known. Did Brian Kemp get called? Because I, I he feel got like, called already too. Yeah. Okay. He he had not gotten called when I uh, whatever uh, saw yeah. it. I, I was looking. I was looking at like the lieutenant governor numbers. How many people were voting for Democrats? How many were voting for Republican to see how many votes you need to get for your lieutenant governorship? But. Uh, I got I I talked I talked to a couple people over the weekend and I I got them to vote for you so yeah yeah I got, signs. I got signs now so if anyone wants some signs I got them hit them up at gram four ga yeah right on oh thanks David I wasn't even gonna do all that <laughs> appreciate you I'm I'm pretty awesome <laughs> well it's what Tim's not here so I gotta I gotta fill fill the void of just saying words but anyhow. <laughs> That being said, I think we're we're good. A good a good solid forty minutes in. Good thir- solid yeah. thirty eight for uh, everything. Head a surprisingly good episode. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, I, I really like it when we have three of us here to get more opinions. But the when we do this virtually, which I think we're going to end up doing it from now on this way, uh, the flow is much better when it's two people, whether it's just you and me or just uh, Tim and myself. I really want to get that episode where it's just you and Tim, and I get to be the one that come in and comment and just poke and prod and see how you guys handle everything oh lord (laughs) what are we talking about today tim i don't know ryan (laughs) (laughs) hopefully somebody comments soon and we can just talk about that (laughs) on a 15 second delay (laughs) i would probably try to take it more seriously than i do oh i'm glad that you uh don't take it seriously at all now (laughs) david i rely on you quite a bit i'll be honest (laughs) <laughs> all right well thanks for listening I, I i am looking forward to last call because i've got um a vodka and a half to finish during last call i, I got another tall boy all right all right all right let's head over and do it so last call you find it on our patreon page patreon patreon.com slash state of atlanta it's free on friday mornings available immediately to our patreon members uh three bucks a month get you early access to the last call uh, get you access to our private group chat, which is always a lot of fun uh, throughout the week. Just talk about Georgia State with uh, uh, diehard fans. 
and uh, discounts on our merchandise at merch.saveatlanta.com always uh, discounted for our uh, patreon members and whatever else we do buses and whatever parties always early access to all that kind of stuff so uh, please consider uh, subscribing three bucks a month and it helps us out pays for these cool mics and everything else that we can try to do uh yeah find us there patreon.com slash david atlanta say goodbye ryan goodbye ryan That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much and go Panthers.